Thank you, Taylor. That's a beautiful song. Thank God for those who sing and uh, speak to us through their songs. Well, I wanted to thank you first for all the prayers that you prayed for me. For us, my wife, my daughter Shelley, and myself, we had COVID. And we're, we're back to the, at the church now. Amen. The Lord healed us, and it's prayers and prayers and prayers. I thank you on behalf of my family. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Dean. Thank you. And you, you said something about me, and I heard people clapping and so on. Uh, I thank you. Thank you. What can I say? Well, I was at home. I was thinking, I mentioned that to Randy a long time ago. I said there are things about uh, Noah I'd like to bring to the attention of the church. I know when you say no, or say we've heard this message since from many people. Even the little children know about Noah. So, Adol, don't bore us. I'm not trying. But the thing of it is, what I notice about this man affected me. He was truly a spiritual man. And I want to read a few verses here. So, you know what I'm going to talk about. Of course, you know, he uh, was commissioned to, uh, to build a boat. Shall we call it a boat? And I don't know, some people said it's uh, more than a, a, you know, football field. I don't know uh, if, Dean, you made some studies on that, you might come up with two, three football fields. I don't know how big it is, how large it is. Uh, we can speculate, but well, this is not our subject. But he had a big, big responsibility that he got from the Lord. And let's open to Noah, chapter 6. Verses 14, I want to read about 10 verses here. Please bear with me. The Lord God is talking to Noah. And he said, Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. And this is how you shall make it the length of the ark, 300 cubits, the breadth 50 cubits, and his height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark hmm, and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark in the side of it. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. No need to talk about the ark today. And behold, I even am bringing the floor of water upon the earth, the flood of water upon the earth, to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life from under heaven, 
everything that is on the earth shall perish. But I will establish my covenant. Make attention to this. I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall enter the ark. You and your sons, your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind. Hmm. To keep them alive with you, they shall be made and male and female. And verse 21, and as for you, take for yourself some of all food, which is edible, and gather it to yourself, and it shall be for food for you and for them. Thus, Pay attention to this verse, verse 22. Thus, Noah did according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. May God bless the word. Let's say a word of prayer. Thank you, Father, for your word. We believe it. We try to live by it. And we know very well it is the bread that we eat, the breath of air that we smell and breathe. We thank you, Lord, for these words that we read today. Bless them for our souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I am not going to bother you with Noah's story, but we have to... I've learned few things about him. He was one of the best known Old Testament characters because his name is associated with the greatest catastrophe in history. He appeared on the scene when he was 500 years old. They used to live a long life. He appeared on the scene when he was 500 years old. What are we? I mean, that's, that's Noah. He lived in a time when men were universally corrupt. The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of thoughts of his heart was evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. When the Lord, during his visit to our earth here, when he saw that, you know what he said in uh, Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 and 38. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. Like what, Lord? For as in those days, which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. They were marrying and giving in marriage. 
until the day that Noah entered the ark. So, briefly, Noah was, giving, was given a strange and almost impossible task of building a vessel, shall we call it, a vessel large enough to shelter his family, a pair of uh, birds and beasts, etc. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, uh, describes what kind of responsibility. He says, a living example of his faith and trust. That's Noah. In the midst of trying circumstances, the situation, like it is now, he was able to triumph. Listen to me, please. From his experience, we can learn the truth that we need to follow and conquer the challenge of our time. Our subject today is the man who conquered his circumstances. Forget the art, forget measurements, forget anything. There was a circumstance that he faced, and the Lord gave him the responsibility, and we are, see how he conquered it. Amen? Number one, three, three things I found out they were characteristic of Noah. One, the first word is, he followed willingly. What did you follow, Noah? I followed the word of the Lord, what he said, willingly. In other words, no questions. And that's how he conquered. By following God's teachings. Whatever he told him, we notice, and if you read chapter 5, 6, and 7, you will notice that Noah never questioned God's word. In our world today, this is a confusing world today. You agree with that? Sin have affected our society in a grand manner. Corruption seems to be widespread and unchecked. The morals of our nation is deteriorated every day. Men are defying God on a daily basis. They are breaking every written law you can think of. Lawlessness is spreading everywhere. Isn't it? Do you, don't you find it? The same account that the Lord spoke of about what happened during the days of Noah. He told them this is the same thing. After thousands of years, 
The heart of man did not change. The heart of man, allow me to say that, is wicked. Was, is. Man prefers to live in the dark. And breaking the law everywhere. Aren't we finding this today? And when God spoke to Noah, what did Noah say? We are saying here, he followed willingly. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are asking for something I cannot do. Did he say that? No. Regardless of how big, how enormous was the responsibility, Noah, the Bible says in verse 22, chapter 6, verse 22, listen what he says. Thus, the Bible, the word of God, this is why I I love it and believe it. Thus, Noah did according to, to all that God had commanded him to do. Do I need do I need to explain it? Was Noah an engineer? Was he a builder? We know nothing. It doesn't say but God God chose him. Why? Because he had a willing spirit. And we say, he followed willingly. Wait a minute. I am not equipped for this. Did he say that? This is beyond me. He didn't say that. I am not, I have no time. Or, um, let me tell you, God, he used to talk to God on a daily basis. You would, if you read it, we don't have time. He said, okay, let me get you someone who at least is more equipped than me. Let me get you someone. Passing the buck, Right? So many times, he said, I am not going to do it. So and so will do it better than I. Is that familiar with you? Uh, Call on Adol. Adol will do it. Call on Mike will do it. Call on Randy. Randy knows everything. He'll do it. I wanted to be a Sunday school teacher. Oh, well, I don't have the training. You'll be trained. No, I don't know. I don't know whether I can handle this one. Why don't you give me a couple, three months so I prepare myself? Did God come to you? With a responsibility like this? And what did you say? 
Yes, I'll take it. I want to take this verse with you. I hope I can finish in 10 minutes. Mm. Thus Noah did according to all that God had commanded him, and so he did. I need to go to school and learn again to, to take care of what you're asking me to do. You know what I like? When we approach someone and say, hey, would you kindly, young lady, would you kindly take charge of this situation and accept this? Well, that's strange. You know, this is a surprise. Would you give me a couple of months so I, I prepare myself? That wasn't no one's answer. And why did God pick up Noah? Because Noah's heart was prepared. He knew Noah. He was so close to God, and he was conversing with him. He said, one day, one day, God said, that's the right man. I want to get him going. And he came and said, Noah, you take that charge. He did. He did. And he did not know when to start. But the Lord helped him. Because why? God has given him the responsibility. He never went to his wife complaining. Complaining, he says, you know, God came to me. And you know what? He gave me this. I can't do it. I'm going to go to such and such and let them do it for me. Don't we do that sometimes? You know why God asked him to take that giant responsibility? One sentence. Noah wanted what God wanted. Did you get that point? Noah wanted what God wanted. In other words, what you are giving me, the responsibility, I want it. Now you put my name on it. I want it, Lord. I will take it, Lord. Regardless of my capabilities, regardless of my uh, readiness, no. I, is this what you said? Is this what you wanted? I want it. Can you tell that, God, if He gave you such an impossible thing and achieve it? You know, one thing, my point is this He did not. He accepted willingly. And what happened? And he took it. And when God is with us, who can stand against us? He knew. He is with me. If I need to build it, I will build it. 
Second point. I have six, seven minutes. Second point. I wrote it here. He followed obediently. What was the first one? He was willing. The second one, he followed obediently. Before we go any further, someone might ask, why God chose Noah? And, and now, okay, Noah, it's locked. That's his job. What did he, didn't he ch- change someone else? As we said, the spirit of Noah was known by God. He, he wants to do whatever I want to do. God will not come to a person who is going to argue, who is going uh, to take the job. Of course I'll do it. Or put me down. After two weeks, we hear that this person said, well, I can't do it, but I found you support. He knew. He knew what Noah can do. He did not have a high position in the government. He did not have... uh, he, he wasn't the sheriff of the town, nor the mayor. He, he was nothing. He was, he was only uh, a simple person, not known. And this is how God works. Yes, sir. I said from this pulpit many times, God is looking for men and women who can say to him, I, I, sir. Right? I, I, sir. I will do it. Adol, I want you to take this responsibility. It wouldn't come to me if it was it weren't from man. God, God comes to us through elders, through our pastors, through those who are responsible people, and ask us to do something and help in the church of God. Let me encourage you. Take it and run with it. Because the blessing is yours and no one else. He obeyed. How did he obey? I read it to you twice. He went, he did according to all that God had commanded him to do. This is my command, Noah. I want you to build this big, immense boat. He built it. What does it say? He obeyed. And the word obey today is not accepted nicely. It's not today. It's every day I remember talking to someone and I said um just like this, I said, the most important thing, I, I, I still imagine, is to obey God. 
he stopped like this. He said, wait a minute. I said, what's wrong? I need to process it. I said, okay. You process it. I knew that he has a problem. And then after processing it, I said, you processed it, yeah, okay. He said, yeah, I would love, instead of obey, the word, okay, cooperate. Cooperate. We cooperate with God, he cooperate with us, and then. I said, no, I canceled the discussion completely. I got angry. I said, we cooperate with God. Noah, I wanted to do it according to what you say. What? Well, let's see the results first. Let's see where are we going with this. No. When God orders, we will say, aye, aye, sir. Are you ready? That's the question today. It's not only that mature people have a problem with obedience, even children. Do you want the story? Ask what story. C.S. Johnson shares this family lesson. My son, Michael, was four years old. And that's a true story. Was four years old the night I found him sobbing uncontrollably in the hallway. Concerned, I knelt next to him and drew him close. What's the matter, sweetheart? Are you hurt? He shook his head and turned to me, but I was unprepared for his response. Daddy said a bad word to me. He sobbed. I almost laughed. Laughed out loud. I had known my husband 12 years and had rarely heard him raise his voice. I've been married to this man. So what did he he tell my son? But Michael had heard him say something and I was curious enough to want to know what it was. I'm not missing anything. Honey, what bad word did you, did daddy tell you? She's talking to her son. What bad word did daddy tell you? And seeing a chance for sympathy, my sensitive four-year-old stopped crying and blurred out, Obey. I never think of that incident now without asking my heavenly father to keep me from believing, as my son did, that obey is a bad word. Even the four-year-old processed it. You know, that word stayed with me. And it hurts me. Noah, I am doing everything he told me. Did they mock him? Did they laugh at him? 
I tell you, he told them, I want to tell you something. There is rain coming. Not flood, flood, uh, rain. They haven't seen rain. They didn't know about the word rain then. Yes, there is rain. It's going to flood. And they laughed him. He was, he was the laugh of the town. Did he have to process what God told him? He obeyed. He did whatever God asked him to do. Will you do that? If God comes to you and spoke to you in your pillow, would you say, Lord, I will do it. Well, sleeping there, I will do it. Last, last word. Last word. Last word. I'm cutting. I'm cutting. I'm being nice. Okay. What was the first word? What was the second word? What's the third word? Third word, he followed joyfully. He followed. He followed. Just think. Did he encounter any problem? Did he have setbacks? Did people laugh at him as he said that and ridiculed him? Do you think he gave under the difficulties he faced? I quit. There were some men when we started the church 40 years ago. They said, well, this is too difficult. This is too much. This is the key, and these are the books. Enough said. When the Lord watched Noah, how he's handling things is, no, come here. You see, the Lord will not leave you without encouragement at all. Along the way, he's with you. And this is, this is the promise. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm done. He said, well, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to encourage him. What we read, chapter 6, verse 18. I will, God, God talking, I will establish my covenant with you. And that's for you, Noah. That's for you, Noah. That's for you, each one of you. Here, Here it is. And you shall, verse 
6.18, and you shall enter the ark. I am 500 years old. And then, I don't know how long it's going to be, it's going to take me to build it. And it took how many years? You know the story. 120. And Lord, you're talking to me. After what's going to happen after 120 years, that you will enter the ark. As if he's telling me, you're going to live to enter the ark. Let me tell you one thing. When you involve yourself in the work of the Lord, don't think about death. Think about serving. And you know what? And he will give you life to finish the work. Isn't that good to end with? May the Lord help us to work for him without any limitations and say, I I serve. I'll do it. Amen? Let's do it. Our Father, we are thankful that you still speak to us in this world and help us when we hear your voice to do your will. Give us a willing spirit, an obedient spirit, and a joyful spirit to do your work. Please, Lord, dismiss us with your blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.